0: All right, Luke, did you know that a rare visitor from the Arctic and Atlantic coast has grazed our containment vessel and harbor here in Manitowoc County, Wisconsin?
1: I'm still just shocked we have a containment vessel and um, harbor, but hey, cool.
0: I'm curious because a harbor usually holds like more than one vessel, so is it just like a really small harbor or a really empty harbor? like a really big containment vessel or am i completely off base on what i'm picturing Yeah, i mean probably it, the last one
1: But it cuz this this is a Wisconsin Harbor, right? So that that doesn't sound like a big harbor. But
0: this is the first time i've been in Wisconsin, so i didn't even know we had harbors. I wasn't even sure i was part of we until i got here. But there have been a lot of birders from Wisconsin and as far as California that have shown up. And you know what? I don't I don't go a lot of a lot of hate for birders, man. They're just watching. They're just checking stuff yeah, out. Just it's a little cool. creepy, but
1: I okay. don't they're usually like a little weird, but like not in a bad way.
0: Yeah, they're sweet people.
1: Yeah.
0: The why are they even here though? I yeah, what I'm, I'm unsure on that. Is it because of us?
1: No, I think it was because of a brand.
0: A Grant? A Brant. It's like a small goose. And Why not just say like a little goose? Yeah, it's like a... I was a little goose. I'm a big goose now. What's so special about being a little goose? It's because it's called a Brant. Fuck him. I'm called a Grant. What else, what else is Brant doing? Fuck this Well, guy.
1: he's been appearing daily since the 1st of November. So that's pretty cool. Have you been appearing daily since the 1st of November?
0: Well, not in Manitowoc, no, but other places.
1: Imagine if that was the standard. You just have to show up once a day and be seen.
0: I mean, it kind of, like, pretty much is And anything. Yeah, true enough,
1: but yeah, this brant was found, and it had been shot, but it was still somehow able to fly, and it's... Apparently, well how do they
0: know it got, how do they how do they know it got shot? Did They find a bullet or something. The um
1: it had a badly injured left foot and damage to its right wing. So ooh, Yeah, I did. I'll do it again. <laughs> but yeah, so the Fuck that wildlife Brian. stepping of Wisconsin on my tongue. was alerted to this goose's plight but couldn't capture the bird because somehow it's still able to fly, which is yeah, shout out to this Shit. goose even if he's a brand I like this dude now he's fighting where'd he fly to? away from the wildlife people you know to make his daily appearance uh,
0: where's he appearing?
1: I don't know but in the summer he nests in the arctic Mm -hmm. circle in northern Canada and Greenland so it sounds like any time a human actually like sees the bird it is an appearance cause I don't know how many people go out to the arctic
0: circle is this,
1: a, is
0: this a picture of Brant right here? Yeah, this is the Brant here. He got flat Stupid little flat
1: Yeah, it kind of looks dope, though.
0: What do you mean it looks dope? He's got a flat head, man.
1: He kind of looks mean. He looks he stupid. Could, he could fuck a bitch up.
0: I already fucked him up once. I told you this. I'm the reason he got hurt.
1: Oh, you're the reason for that flatness up there?
0: No, I'm the reason for this story, man we cross ways and I beat him up gunshot my ass hey
1: maybe you should avoid manage walk man don't go up there for a while
0: you know I did hear Pedro Pascal say something similar the other day welcome Unruly gear spy.
1: So Grant, this weekend is a big weekend in the college football world. We have um, four championship games and then some other like minor conference championship games as well. Um, I am
0: yeah, but I mean, how many of those really matter? Not that, right, like yeah. I mean, it's like a ton. One,
1: the MAC, the American, the Pac twelve,
0: split FBS football. But that's another story for another day. So what what games do we have this week coming up? Starting well, at off least in the big morning ones, I
1: should say. we have Iowa State and OU. That's in Jerry World at Dallas. Ooh. At that same time is Ohio State and Northwestern. Oh. That is in Indianapolis. Then at two we have Notre Dame-Clemson, the rematch. Mm-hmm. And then the nightcap Ooh. is Alabama-Florida. That's and that Mercedes-Benz dome, which will be pretty sweet. So this oh. is really one of the best championship slates in recent memory. Like all of these teams are highly ranked. We have a 1 7 matchup, a 2 3 matchup, a 4 14 matchup, and a 6 10 matchup. This is this is one of the better days of football in recent history and one of the better conference championship slates in I don't know how long.
0: Yeah, I mean, if not for Northwestern, it'd be all four games would have uh, two top ten teams playing each other, so that's a pretty big deal. I mean, Northwestern still is number 14, so that's not like they're fucking dragging their knuckles behind everybody. I think they have a real chance to beat Ohio State there. I mean, to me, it's travesty Ohio State's even playing in that game to begin with, though. But I... Anyway, I do agree with you overall that this is one of the more exciting years. Like, especially the games themselves, I feel like. You know, like the SEC game, Florida maybe has a chance to beat Alabama, but the Big 12 game, the ACC game, the Big 10 game, I think those will all be pretty competitive, too. Yeah,
1: I I agree. The There are some crazy lines. Like, Ohio State's favored by 20. Um, Clemson by 10. Um and then Bama by seventeen. So I think Bama's the most realistic spread here. Um, it's going to be interesting yeah. to see what Northwestern does um, to stop Justin Fields, but hopefully they could put the ball in the end zone because Ohio State can't stop anyone. Which is interesting because this year is also the best defensive matchup the Big Twelve has seen for a while.
0: Dude, it's insane. Yeah, because OU, what, we ended, with a, ended up with a defense that could pull in, I think it was like two turnovers by the end of the season, along with holding people to a lot of point or to a little points, a lot. As well as, I mean, Iowa State, they've been, as Big 12 fans, we know this, but they've been making gains for the last few years, and that's definitely paid off. And even if this year they end at like a five, or, you know, say – they lose to us. They end at like an eight or a nine. I still see this as nothing but a win, obviously for them, and scary for the rest of the league that Matt Campbell seems in, seems intent on staying there, to at least make whatever dreams he has of championship a reality there, because they very nearly are in the playoff this year, and you know will only continue to get better with the way that he has. Gone so far as their head coach. So
1: yeah, I really hate that they had to drop that one to Louisiana early, early on in the season. Um, if if they were planning just, for this to go into the playoff, that I would love that for them.
0: The really, it, if they're able to, I mean, that's the question though, isn't it? Like, what's the most chaotic scenario that gets five and six into the playoff? Because right now we're looking at Bama one likely going to win. Uh, Clemson, Notre Dame, 2-3, or 3-2, respectively. And, you know, there's a very good chance they both end up in the playoff anyway. Then Ohio State, 4, like, they need to lose to get out. And so we really need chaos this year, more than any, to get A&M at 5, which is wild. Like, why is that – how is that not Florida? I know that was a terrible loss. Well, A&M beat Florida head-to-head. Oh they did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh I didn't know that. That's dumb. That's wild. See? Uh I don't I don't, don't, I don't think
1: it was too close either. I think it was by a couple of touchdowns. Um But yeah, I don't think Florida has a chance. Um
0: Yeah. I it, even if they win, they need A and M to lose, Iowa State to lose, Ohio State to lose, and then Clemson to lose to maybe squeeze into the four slot at that point the three slot
1: yeah yeah but
0: that's i mean i would okay so maybe that's the most chaotic situation because we had a what was it bama notre dame bama iowa state a&m but if florida is able to sneak in would okay so if florida is able to sneak in would you put them in with a A a&m that wins or a bama that loses
1: i think if anything the committee has shown us it's gonna be a bama that loses bama
0: yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, they they've done it before, they'll do it again. I Texas A&M lost at Bama 52-24 the week before they beat Florida 41-38. Interesting. So, I, in light of new
0: information, I my thoughts have changed slightly.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't see Texas A&M getting in in any in any scenario. Uh-huh. Um
0: Yeah. I think the only team who's not in, I know this is what we were talking about, so we can get back to breaking down the other three games, but I think to cap our big 12 talk, Iowa state is the only team that has a chance of getting into the playoff. That's not currently ranked one through four, in my opinion. And that situation is a Clemson loss and Ohio state loss and a Bama win. We'll at least bump them over. that would really be sealed by an A&M loss, but they're playing Tennessee. So I don't think that'll happen. I think they'll jump AM regardless, though. And so, at least in that game, AM definitely has, or Iowa State, uh, yeah, Iowa State definitely has more to lose. A legit shot into the playoff where OU is just playing for bowl seating at this point.
1: That's, yeah, that's so true. I Clemson might have a bit to lose as well. Um, it would be interesting to see if Notre Dame beats them again, what the committee does.
0: I think, well, so N- Notre Dame beat them earlier this season.
1: Notre Dame beat a Trevor Lawrence-less um, mm-hmm. Clemson earlier this season. It went into at least one overtime, um, so yeah, it was know, a close game. Um,
0: would it, Well, would that Notre Dame win? Is that insurance enough for them, even with a loss, you think? Like, if Notre Dame loses this game, they're in with Clemson either way.
1: I I think so. How do you how do you keep a one loss Notre Dame out? They're still one of the one
0: Ooh that's fair.
1: There's still I is there another one loss team in this scenario? Clemson, I guess.
0: Yeah, and you couldn't you're not gonna yeah, so yeah, I guess. So then, yeah, I mean, Clemson definitely has the most to lose then because Notre Dame essentially doesn't have anything to lose other than a better-seeded game, not against Alabama, probably. Where as Clemson, if they lose, I think they're very likely out.
1: Which would be so much fun.
0: I just, if there's a better five this year that could jump them, I don't know, unless A&M, like we talked about, unless A&M puts up a 70-burger on Tennessee... There's not a...
1: That's not outside of the realm of possibility.
0: I mean, it's not, but... The
1: only thing is A&M plays a really pro-style offense this year, so they'll run the clock out, but... Crazier things have happened.
0: That's fair. Well, so Clemson's in. If they lose, they're out. Iowa State's out, and if if they win, they're still probably out. So, yeah, Clemson right now definitely has the most to lose out of these teams. Yeah. At least out of those two so far. Now, I mean the only other one that's in that if they lose they're out is Ohio State. I just I think there's a good chance even with a with an Ohio State loss and Iowa State loss, who's four? A and M? Or do you shoot OU all the way up there? Hmm because Ohio State could realistically get in as a one-loss like quote-unquote one-loss team even though they've only they'll only have played half a season. So is anyone really in danger this week?
1: I I hate to admit it, but I I don't think so. I, I don't know how this changes this much.
0: I I think if OU decisively beats Iowa State and shows that their defense... Because we played Iowa State early in the season when our defense hadn't fully come together. So if we can show decisively that there's a change in the team from then to now, and Ohio State loses, I think then OU's the only team who could go in. I think Iowa State would jump Ohio State if they I don't know. What what
1: about a one-loss Big Ten champion Northwestern, though? They're
0: just... That's I mean, they one here losses for it, to Michigan
1: but... State by nine um, a couple weeks ago.
0: What will what would their final? So are you coming off the top rope saying that Northwestern has something to lose here?
1: No, no, I'm just saying if oh, OU wins and Northwestern wins and then Bama wins and Clemson Notre Dame is close enough to where they're both in. And it comes down to a conference championship discussion.
0: What about undefeated USC? (laughs) Good one. So, okay. So, Ohio Ohio State, with a loss, will get jumped by Iowa State for sure. Everyone else. So, Ohio State really, like, is a toss-up on if they're gonna lose something or not with a loss you know yeah at least for me I still think Clemson has the more for sure like you'll be out if you lose out of the four I
1: will say I think the thing that would make me the most mad after this weekend would be a Bama win a close Notre Dame Clemson an Ohio State loss and then Ohio State goes in
0: See, I agree, except for you forgot about the A&M of it all. The worst possible scenario from Sunday afternoon is looking down the barrel of a Alabama-Notre Dame-Clemson-A&M Final Four. You know, I
1: I don't know if I would hate that, actually, because I know what would happen to a and M. I I know what we would have to sit through. But that would mean a Notre Dame-Clemson at the Rose Bowl, which is definitely the game that should be played there. Alabama would take the Sugar Bowl, and just kill A and M, and then they, they would shut up on thing. Twitter they for the rest
0: of eternity. No matter what the score is, if Notre Dame and Clemson are both going in, they they're, they're going to be two four or one and three or one yeah. They're not going to be two three or one and four. They're not going to do. Notre Dame, Clemson near the end of the season. Notre Dame, Clemson to end the season. First game of the playoffs is Notre Dame, Clemson, just to get to it. like they're That's the situation where I'd be okay with them fudging the seating to get the better matchups. But all I'm saying they is their... that
1: Texas A and M's maroon jerseys don't belong anywhere near a Rose Bowl ever.
0: Ah, oh, you're so right. I don't know, man. I. I pick Clemson as the most to lose and I'll move on to the next topic cuz now I'm just sad. <laughs> All right, Luke. So, last week, actually I think the day after we recorded the last episode, uh Disney came in with their investor day meeting and announced a whole fuck ton of new Star Wars and Marvel TV shows. Movies, uh, even Pixar stuff. It, that Buzz Lightyear. Ah, uh, it is crazy a how much they series, have. dude. Anyway, and so uh, we obviously want to talk about it, but there's so much that we had to break it down. So today we're gonna talk about the Star Wars and Marvels series specifically, and we're gonna focus probably a little bit more on the Star Wars ones, just because there's so many new ones. And I'm going to go ahead and get us started off right off the top. I think the biggest new series reveal, at least to me, was Ahsoka. Coming off strong off The Mandalorian. Dude, ugh. And, I mean, we really don't know much about this other than it's set in that same timeline when when we met her in The Mandalorian. And it's still going to be Rosario Dawson. I did read that it is more of an event or a miniseries, so to me that tells me either like this is a short term like her final thing or going to be rolled she mm-hmm. might die i could see it rolling into other movies though or like she sets she becomes like a background like a nick fury style character for other properties moving forward you know if we're looking at it from a world building perspective like she sets up a new version of the jedi temples like training people and then the younger jedi like the grogu and The other people that we see interact with her when they go there, but she's not like a main character anymore.
1: That would be really cool, actually, to see her set up a whole new Jedi order, um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: especially with where she learned the way of the Jedi from Anakin. And Mm -hmm. yeah, seeing how I think it would retroactively show a lot about Anakin, how he did have that good side
0: no I agree and like the really interesting thing too would be about what um like what exactly her version of teaching people to use the force looks like because as we all know she's not a fan of the Jedi Order or at least the OG Jedi Order and so it'd be interesting to see how she turns that I I mean she is to um update on her what she's doing in the Mandalorian though she's hunting for Thrawn then which is what she sets out to do at the end of Rebels and so there's a very good chance that she dies in that, or you know, becomes like a war commander or something other than a Jedi or like a spiritual leader. But I think it'd be cool. It's a good place to take it if it is just a one-off series. But death is also a pretty big uh, likelihood as well. Yeah, I would like to so. see
1: them go a little, a little darker, a little like Watchmen esque the series with this um kind of make it a little deeper give disney plus something with a little more depth like right now it seems like the only like real deep plotted movie is like pirates of the caribbean 3 so i Hey, 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 hey,
0: hey first of all we're not i will not stand for even a second of pirate slander on this podcast oh no i love pirates but also i agree with what you're saying so continue making your point
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that was not a diss on pirates 3 it was just saying that that's really the ceiling of what they have on their platform so i really hope they hmm. if they do make this a limited series they really do something that will give it some depth um maybe something mm-hmm. more like a devs um some, something with some substance, something with that leaves you with something to think about, other than that was a cool Star Wars movie.
0: No, I I think it definitely will. I mean, to me, if there's one character left to do it with, that you know hasn't been explored because we have Obi Wan coming up as well, but for better or worse, I feel like his character's been explored a lot through comics, through books, through all the movies he's been in. Like Ahsoka is still the one character who. You know her timeline of her life matches up with the like open-ended nature of what's going on in the Star Wars universe during that time, and so it works really well to explore a darker, a more nuanced take on like the Force and how that interacts with the world. Just because that's also what her story has been about this entire time. Like she was Darth Vader's fucking apprentice before he was darth vader you're gonna have some baggage so it would be dope to see her deal with all that too
1: and another thing is this is probably a good play to get a bunch of people like our age-ish that were um around the time of like teenage-ish when the clone wars was coming out and it yeah. can be it i really do feel that like yeah the a fond remembrance of ahsoka and those in that series, so I really want to watch this play out and see what it has. So,
0: Yeah, no, I am 100% on board. And speaking of watching this play out, the other really interesting development when it comes to The Mandalorian, we're obviously getting Season 3 that we know is set alongside Ahsoka, but set alongside both of these shows is also going to be the Rangers of the New Republic. We don't know a ton about it other than it's going to follow Rangers in... The New Republic. You guessed it. And <laughs> um, basically, the so what we've seen like in the Mandalorian is kind of an example of that. Dude, I'd die for snakes on a plane in space. Um, but anyway, so like the Cara Dune, the people who recruit her, I think they're technically marshals. I think it'll be the yeah. same role, though. So that'll be interesting. It will intersect with future stories. So like Ahsoka... Mandalorian, whatever movies are coming out, and then, quote-unquote, culminate into a climactic story event, whatever that means.
1: It's going to be really interesting to see what they do with that. That makes it sound like it's going to be like an in-game-esque episode, but I wonder if it's going to be an episode baked <laughs> into one of these series. Because, yeah, that, it, so, it would be interesting to watch them... And watch them play out on social media. Like, okay, watch this episode, and then this episode, and then this episode. And jump back and yeah, forth I mean, between that would be like those. The... I feel like they could time that and do something really cool with it on um, social media.
0: No, I agree. I mean, that would be like the, um, the CW route, too. Where it's like, we have a basically two and a half hour long movie adaptation of this comic book storyline. But you catch it by watching... The Flash on Tuesday, the Arrow on or Arrow on Wednesday, Legends of Tomorrow on Thursday, like they could do the same thing. I could also see it being though, like Ahsoka because Ahsoka will also if she finds Thrawn, she'll pick up stories from rebels, which is a ends with some young Jedi going out and do their thing. And so those characters could also be aged up to you know, fit whatever future movies and stories they're trying to tell. So I could also see, like, that climactic story event being, like, the um, the series ends with a Infinity War-style cliffhanger that's then picked up in a movie that, like, represents... Because it's the New Republic, so we know when it ends. So I, it either has to be, like, some secret civil war we don't know about, or it just ends with the... Star Killer Base Incident, you know.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it would be cool to see them roll this into the next trilogy that D and D will not touch ever. (laughs) Um, You know what else I'm excited for though is Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen and Um, We don't know too much about this one either. Um, Kathleen Kennedy said it will be the rematch of the century. So that's interesting. What what's going to be the rematch here?
0: Is I mean I think see interesting because I you look back at A New Hope and I'm pretty sure that they don't explicitly mention like the a specific time they duelled, just that they have duelled in the past. And so I'm curious. I guess the problem will be if Vader discovers Obi Wan on Tatooine. You know, what, what is going to stop him from discovering his son ten, or I guess five years earlier than he's supposed to? Because he technically doesn't know about Luke until A New Hope. But if this show is set ten years after Revenge of the Sith, then whatever rematch Obi Wan and Vader have would have to be off Tatooine.
1: I do think this is going to be a show
0: that's off
1: Tatooine. Luke's like what? 18 God, 20 when so. in a new hope. Um so they have like eight years. And with how old Ben Kenobi is in episode four, which I know you can't base it off that, but it yeah it, it seems like a good bit of time passes. So I think they can t- totally do something off Tatooine
0: before this happens. Um I'm just curious, like I I guess I'm curious I'm just I'm really interested in it. You know, I'm will it I at first thought it would flesh out the Maul uh, Kenobi dynamic, but that was kind of already done a little bit in the animated series. And so now that we know it's Vader, like, I don't know. I'm just, I don't have a a ton of great cohesive thoughts on it just because it's, to me, feels so open-ended, you know? It does. Because yeah. like you're saying, there's so much time there they could, like even think about mm. the Clone Wars, think about how many stories they got out of that for the TV show okay. and just like apply that to the time they could be telling this story and i'm just really really intrigued because i have no idea what's going to happen.
1: One thing you said earlier makes me think you thought that maybe Vader and Obi-Wan have to do something together or become friends. And the more i think about <laughs> it, the more i agree because i don't in retrospect i don't think it's possible that Vader doesn't know Obi-Wan is on Tatooine. But Obi-Wan's just there, hanging out, chilling. So I think there has to be some thing between them that as to why Vader hasn't killed Obi-Wan or gone and sought out that.
0: Well, I mean, in, a most, in the most basic sense, like, Obi-Wan outplayed Vader, and now Vader is limited by his mechanical body. In what he can pull off in battle. Even though he we see him tear up those um, rebel soldiers in Rogue One. like He's still pretty limited compared to like a full-fledged Jedi. And Obi-Wan has only continued to get stronger. So if I disagree that he knew about he was on Tatooine. I would agree that he knew he was out there. But specifically didn't go after him. Because he knew that he would get his shit kicked in without Palpatine. And Palpatine wouldn't want to provoke the Jedi either in my opinion. So, I guess they did say, have some I other do...
1: things going on as well. You know, like building an empire. That's gotta be yeah, a little tough. building the Death Star.
0: Yeah. Nah, I do think I I'm trying to decide what it would be like. It can't be. It could be Ahsoka. Like some sto- story we don't know about them coming back together. It would be really interesting to me to finally see. Because we've seen Ahsoka in live action. So, like, she has crossed over into the live action Star Wars universe. She exists. But it would be really interesting to see Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor's live action, like, Obi-Wan and Anakin, both interacting with and acknowledging Ahsoka. Yeah. as, Because, obviously, she, whether or not she was planned to be in the movies originally, she didn't show up until after the prequels had been made and sent out like she didn't show up in clone wars until after that so um it's just we've never seen them acknowledge her presence or anything yeah
1: but, you know what i'm also But beyond that like in, i
0: don't know what could bring them together so i don't know i'm really interested to
1: see what they do with hayden christensen because it's like he it's vader so right? is it going to be like a bunch right? of introspective scenes of him like getting his helmet polished and stuff
0: it could be that. I mean, it could be, like... Are we going to have a bunch of Force Anakin? I was going to say... I See, I think... I think it'll be communication between Vader and Obi-Wan that will catch Hayden the most in. I think they'll be communicating through the Force, and that's when we'll hear oh, that's Hayden good, Christensen's yeah. voice. Um, I know that in the revenge of the sith i read in the interview back when they when that came out about how he did wear the suit with platforms so like he may be covered and might just be vader but you know he could be the physical performer for vader which would be kind of cool and then i'm sure the mask is going to come off at least once so you know we'll see what's underneath but i have that same thought too like there's Unless they're intent on not bringing James Earl Jones back and just putting some filters on Homeboy's voice, then I don't know
1: how they'll do it. It would be funny to see them in this with a bit about <laughs> Anakin not liking his own voice and then switching to James Earl Jones's. Mm.
0: He just has like an actual like voice changer in. That'd be good shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, like get mm. to droid to put it in. Give me the dark and foreboding voice,
0: dude. That's funny as fuck. Mm -hmm. I okay. That's my new. That's my new theory. It'll be Anakin talking through the vocoder up until the end, and he's like, "Fuck this voice," and then he changes it to James Earl Jones. Yeah, that's how it'll end. Yeah,
1: it's growth, Mm -hmm. character development. I like that for Darth Vader. Anywho. Andor is another series that's coming out, and it's going to be a nail-biting spy thrill thriller set to arrive in 2022. Um, it's going to be kind of based around that crew from Rogue One, with a pretty, pretty great um, supporting cast with one of the Scar's guards. Don't know which one, but
0: yeah, Stellan. I think that's um, the. That's not it. The dad. No, it's the dad. It's the um oh, the scientist from yeah, the MCU, the yeah, Mamma uh, yeah, Mia, one of the dads in that. Um, yeah, I mean, this seems interesting. I'm sure it'll be good. I loved Rogue One the most out of like the recent Star Wars stuff we got. I think that was the best Star Wars movie. That and Solo are pretty tied, but I think Rogue One is just it's so beautiful. So if it That's continues so that high standard of being gorgeous. And delivers like a interesting um, story along in its own right. You know, Rogue One was good. It was an interesting story. It was kind of an addendum to A New Hope in a lot of ways. So it'll be interesting to see if this what happens with this being its own thing. I I'm not all that interested i'm not all that like swayed one way or another by this one personally i diego luna is a fantastic actor and that was a really cool character but we i think we probably saw the most interesting part of his life when he gave it to help take down the empire so yeah i i agree um i th- and that's not to talk shit that came off a little like toxic but it's, you know the gift like, where eh. it's like
1: i would like to see it that's my reaction to this um I just want to know more. It could be super dumb. It could be really cool. Um,
0: I think whether or not it'll be for me, I think it'll be good. Like, I think it'll be well-made and interesting, like a good thriller. I just don't know if it'll be my, my flavor or not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, something I think that will be my flavor absolutely, though, is my boy... Donald Glover returning to reprise his role as a young Lando Calrissian in Lando. That's... I'm sold. That's... Yeah. Basically, all we know other than the, um, I guess, showrunner is Justin Simeon, the creator of Dear White People, which I think will provide... And he's a huge Star Wars fan, so to add that as well, it's not like his only credential is Dear White People, but I think that it... It'll add a uh, interesting dynamic to that story. When it comes to exactly what story they're telling, we have no idea. So I, I you know, it could pick up post solo, and I don't know. I mean, if it, I don't know. Would you, if it did, would you want to see? Um, I Disney? want
1: as much a. Donald Glover, Aldrich, as Lando Calrissian as Disney will give me.
0: Well, obviously. Do you want to see the young uh, Han Solo with him, though? Or would you want this to be like a Lando, he's off doing his own thing? I want like, would him, Would you want like, to pick up as, out. like, Solo 2? Okay,
1: okay. Yeah, like, a cameo here and there. You know, give, give it some nostalgia, but let it be Donald Glover's own thing.
0: I think there's a good chance this ends up being, um, like, the Mandalorian is with its story. And the greater story that Lando the series will tell is the Darth Maul, Kira, Han Solo story that we catch oh, at the yeah. end of Solo. I think it'll move that along in the background, but then Lando will just be like his calm, cool, collective self just kind of like floating through it all, you know? Do we know? And then if... mostly going on side adventures.
1: Do we know if of Fark is coming back?
0: I. That's the thing is, if they are going to do that, they probably wouldn't say it outright unless the show itself is just going to be like, yeah, this is basically Solo 2. So, um, yeah. they haven't said anything other than I don't know if they've even absolutely confirmed that Donald Lover's going to be back because I didn't see that on the Lucasfilm website, but I would assume
1: anything, he is. So, which I did see Disney Plus was got like most of those actors to tweet something, which is another crazy thing. I want to tangent on for a bit. Just the overall production on social media on Twitter was huge, and I can't believe they put that all together it must have taken weeks i mean i'm i'm really
0: impressed it it um definitely used full advantage of everything that the pandemic has taught us about you know you may not we may not be able to fill fucking convention centers with this anymore but we can get a coordinated media assault chest through our own Like I would, I felt like the uh, the varieties, the Hollywood reporters, the deadlines were playing catch up the entire time because Disney was just rolling out one Mm -hmm. after another. So and it
1: still was like a three hour long thread. Oh,
0: it was fantastic. Yeah, it doesn't
1: look like we have Lando confirmed or Donald Glover confirmed in Lando. Um, Nevertheless, I hope he comes back.
0: I hope he does too. Uh, It's gonna be a big ask in my opinion to that role not only because of the role but now because of the two actors who have played that role I don't even want to begin to like venture a guess on who I would cast if not Donald Glover you know I would almost yeah. rather not see the series than not I, have Donald uh, I agree in it. yeah hmm. but anyway crazy next how up...
1: iconic he became in that anyway um, the Acolyte
0: Yes, sir! This is coming at us from Russian Doll series creator Leslie Headland, And again, that's really all we know about it. We have a short synopsis, though. So that is that this is going to be a mystery thriller. It's going to take us, the audience, into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. So, Luke, I don't know if you've clicked on the link yet that I've link right there for you that is a little info on the high republic era that you can read about while i give a short a short little breakdown basically this is a time in the star wars canon set about two or three hundred years before the galactic civil war era that we see in the prequels and this is the republic at its peak this is also when like the outer rim wasn't quite as explored and so i think this is almost the star wars equivalent of like the what's it called the golden generation oh you know where it's like this is just a prosperous time where everyone's making money we're expanding and expanding you know we're not stagnating because we can continue expanding this i think also the outer rims a little bit closer to we were talking about firefly last week the outer rims a little bit closer to firefly in this time as well i think it's a it's a lot more unexplored and a lot more dangerous um you know even closer to like a Unexplored Star Trek, but, um, and there's some really interesting stuff that happens here. A lot of it's been contained to books, and I'm myself a little bit confused on it because the history that I knew was the extended universe history, which is pre-Disney. So I don't really know what the fuck is going to happen here, but I think it'll be dope. This is technically also, I think, after the fall of, like, the Old Republic. So when you think when you hear, like, Knights of the Old Republic, Star Wars, the Old Republic, this is that's before this even. So this is a pretty unexplored... I think it'll be pretty cool um pretty cool little series here.
1: Yeah. I am also excited for that Bad Batch series that's going to come out. That's Dude. referencing back to the old Clone Wars, the best animated series of my childhood. Dude, this is Avatar. dope.
0: I so I'm not caught up on Clone Wars. I know that you are a little bit, but uh, this is dope. They introduce a New elite squad of experimental. I read defective clones, so maybe I think that's why they're called the Bad Batch. Do you know? Are you caught up on season 7? There's seven? like a there's an
1: episode in um, season one, I think, but that was their it's like this they had to break out. I think they broke out of General Grievous's lair, and um, there was a story that they're or they were all going around oh. saying like, "Oh, we're defect." It was like their way of like getting through it. Like, "Oh, we're the Bad yeah. Batch. We're gonna make it out of this."
0: Type. I thing. like that shit. Well, it looks fucking dope as hell. They are so. This will pick up um, in the immediate aftermath of the Clone War. The lo- you saw the logo right where it like burns away the Clone Wars logo, and then it's yeah. the Bad Batch underneath. That's good shit. So anyway, and so this is basically. Um, they're not like regular clones, so they don't have the chip in their head, so they didn't suffer, uh, Order 66, but I think they will face off with clones that did, and I don't know, man, I'm really excited. This is, there's a game that's based five years right after the Clone Wars, and it is one of my favorite times in the Star Wars canon, so I'm really excited that we're getting this, that we're getting Kenobi to flesh it out more, it's a, it's a really interesting little section. And this series looks dope. What you got?
1: Also, a droid story. That's cool. gonna be pretty good. Tell um, me that's God. gonna be an epic journey introducing us to a new hero and guided by our favorite R2-D2 and C-3PO. I, I'm i interested to see what they're gonna do here. Um, this They said words, but they told us nothing again. Um, I... Mm-hmm i'm where where are they gonna go with this is this gonna be a nostalgia piece with r two and c p three o is this going to be a is this gonna lead into the next series is it's an animated series so is it like what level of animation mm. is it going to be what style there
0: um so they say some interesting things i I we I think we kinda have we were talking about this before we started recording. I think we kinda have differing opinions, like you're very you seem very skeptical. You said that it it's the one that interests you the least on here. I don't know if it interests me the most, but it definitely some of it to me it's really specific about not saying anything, like you said, and to me that means more than it doesn't. So for example, as Lucasfilm continues to develop new stories, the intersection of animation and visual effects offers new opportunities to explore. So that right there, it's not an answer to your question about like what kind of style it's going to be, but it is like this is. I think it's saying it's going to be animation, like it's going to be groundbreaking visual effects, groundbreaking animations. Could be some weird like melding of animation and live action, like an Avatar style. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they do like mocap performances that immediately get turned into an animated performance. And then the, the fact that it's focused on R2, D2 and C3PO guiding a new hero, like it kind of glosses over the fact that there's a new hero coming. I think that new hero, once it's all said and done will be pretty important to the future, whether it's in more series or just in like a new trilogy. Like I think this series could end up five, six years down the line being pretty pivotal in the history of like where the Star Wars universe goes. But it, I mean that's just the way I interpret it, so it
1: will be interesting to see what they do with that new hero. Um if that is the case, this could be another one of those scenarios where it's a character goes from animated to the big screen, which was really cool with Ahsoka, so that would be a cool thing for them to build mm-hmm. up again um yeah it i mean we we just don't know anything about this one and there's so much else to be excited about so i haven't given this one too much thought um oh yeah I, i'm much, interested just, to see what else comes
0: out about this. exactly one. it's it's so open-ended that even if it's something cool there's no reason to go back and forth over it now just because we don't fucking know anything but, last up, and without a doubt, one of the coolest, if not the most, like, awe-inspiring Star Wars property on here is Star Wars Visions. So, this is going to be a series of 10 animated short films celebrating Star Wars through the lens of the world's best anime creators. This is right up be front, so cool. Yeah, this is going to be fucking dope, dude. I, like, I think this is going to be so much more style like in a good way. It's going to be so much more style over substance in terms of like we'll probably I think we'll get like a mall short film and it's just going to be in the dopest like anime style. Like I just uh imagining like Darth Mall anime it just blows my mind. I don't even know where to go with it, man. I just you say something. I I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's going to be
1: crazy to see where they go and that's one of the cool things about them bringing this um, anime style into this is it's a new style so you can do whatever you want to do with that so I I think it would be cool to see a more like day-to-day Star Wars type um, anthology like some Ooh. one of those episodes about that where it's like all centered on like maybe Coruscant and someone that's not too important and some of the shenanigans that happen there oh um, <sighs> Yeah, there this anth there's so this anthology style has so many cool ways they can go with this.
0: Dude, that's fucking I didn't even think about that. Yeah, cuz think about like I don't know if you've seen Your Name, but that's set entirely in like a it's not like a huge metropolitan, but like in a city and it looks fucking gorgeous. So just to imagine like a Coruscant in like some of the modern anime stylings. Oh, wait. Mhm. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That pretty much closes out the Star Wars part of our conversation, so I want to roll right on into Marvel, and we're going to start off the top with a speed round of series that are either coming out soon or that we've known about for long enough and didn't get any new info on in any crazy way to deserve its own huge talking point. Um, I don't know if those words made sense together, but we're going to leave it like it is, and go ahead and get started. Off the top, WandaVision coming out in less than a month, I think exactly a month, as of yesterday, actually. So, Luke, what are your thoughts? Do you have thoughts? Yeah,
1: this has my dumb brain thinking it's still like a 70s TV show style with all the like trailers they've done, but I'm really excited for it, especially now that I've started paying more attention to the trailers. This is this is gonna be interesting. I love that Paul Bettany's getting
0: more screen time. And more like face screen time, not painted. I know he's painted for part of it, but still. Um but no, I I'm I'm just most curious about how long like the big conflict of this one is basically around like Wanda's mind is getting fucked with and like how long can they string along the like Will they jump from sitcom generation to generation in one episode? Will they do that? Like first episode is fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties up to today, and then have like three episodes dealing with what's happening, like in the real world. I don't know. I'm very excited as well, but I'm I'm just super intrigued. It I it is in a roundabout way going to end up being the first phase four property we get since Black Widow has been pushed so far, um, and it. Is going. I mean, it's going to set the stage for this next phase, which continuing our speed round will roll right into. Actually, it's an eight-episode series. I want to make this point because it's really smart. Eight-episode series starts on January 15th, ends two months later, which Falcon and the Winter Soldier picks up two months later on March 15th. Go Disney. So it will literally roll directly into the Falcon and Winter Soldier on March 15th, and I'll start this one off. I'm excited for it. It looks like Captain America without Captain America, which isn't a bad thing. It's just like, it's a Marvel action movie. I really like the suits, the designs, and I'm really intrigued by how this one is going to set the stage for like the, um, uh, like the more earthly threat. Cause like Wanda is definitely going to be an otherworldly threat in my mind. Whereas this one will be establishing like the earthly, ah, we're the bad guys.
1: Yeah, it's been kind of a
0: while since we've
1: had one of those earthly movies. I guess I wouldn't even, uh, kind of Ant-Man 2, but that's still kind of otherworldly. I really hope this ends up being more of a, like, Iron Man 2 or, like, Captain America and, um, like, style movie where it's like back to the good old days of marvel and we're not thinking too big but it's still a really exciting entertaining action movie um
0: it's... yeah no i think the biggest we'll get is like russia still dealing with the fallout from all that but i'm trying to think like i don't think there'll be any huge i know there was that pandemic plot line we were talking about at one point but you know that's yeah, they were going to,
1: this was going to take place during a pandemic and then they had to reshoot it starting a couple months ago.
0: Wild. Wild. Crazy. But.
1: You know what else is crazy? Or. Oh my God, what? Crazy? We're going to use the same Loki.
0: transition. Hit me. Loki. Ah! <laughs> All right. Loki, this it is, is bro. Be a good one. It. Uh, it is just like. It looks so pretty even in trailers. And then you throw in some Owen Wilson, and it's just like, I don't even care about Mm -hmm. the rest. And then there's still the rest of the trailer to watch, which turns out I did care about because it was cool as hell.
1: Yeah, turns out the biggest winner of this whole Disney Plus announcement is Owen Wilson. This role in Loki, that whole Lightning McQueen like road tripping through the United States with Mater series. Dude, I'm still those are both going to be awesome and. Yeah, oh. good, good for Owen Wilson. The world needs more Owen Wilson. This is going to be so
0: good. We also need more stories just telling us what if wild shit happened to the characters we love and Disney is finally giving it to us with Marvel's What If, the animated series coming to Disney Plus next summer. I am so excited for this. I think it's going to be a little goofy, a little... You know, rough around the edges. The animation style is cool. I think it might grate on me after like an episode or two, but I will love every second of it.
1: So the concept here, right, is we're doing things like, what if um, Peggy got the injection instead of Steve Rogers? Things like that, right?
0: Exactly. There's the zombies one.
1: Oh, that one. We're getting. Yeah. Did you
0: not watch the entire trailer? No, no,
1: I did. It just clicked with me that that's what that was.
0: Zombies. Yeah, I'm so
1: excited. What if Peter Quill was um, T'Challa? That one will be interesting. A lot of cool stuff here. And then I would really like to see this become a multi-season thing and then then pick up some ideas off the internet. I I know this first one is kind of based on some comics. I'd really Mm -hmm. like to see them crowdsource this um, because you know people are going to have crazy good ideas off this. And... Yeah. counterpoint they're
0: also going to have crazy bad ideas but i agree with you if not off the internet then definitely inspiration from fan feedback and just fucking call up like quentin tarantino and be like yo dog why don't you come write an episode about what if quentin tarantino wrote an episode of marvel's what if series
1: yo that would be the best way to do it because <laughs> right? i don't want i want tarantino to do like a serialized Thing, whether it's Star Wars or Marvel or what have you, but I don't want Tarantino Ten to be that, so yeah, yeah,
0: I don't want him to have like greater control on the universe at large, but I do want him to have full creative control for his universe when he makes his movie, and so Marvel's what if Disney call Tarantino? You're doing zombies, you're not afraid of violence, so come on, show up, but anyway, the last item on our speed round list. Is the Hawkeye series. So, this is a little bit different than the other ones because it doesn't have a release date. It's actually, you know, not as far along as some of the series we're about to talk about. It's just, you know, nothing new came to this. We know that Haley Steinfeld is going to play Kate Bishop Hawkeye, who is a young Hawkeye that gets trained by Jeremy Renner's Clip Barton's Hawkeye to be the new Hawkeye. Um, this is going to be different from, this is not his daughter who we saw him training and referring to his Hawkeye in end game. This is a whole other character who has like similar, if not the same, like higher level of understanding about putting stuff where she wants it to go.
1: Grant, I have What's one up? question for you. What's up? Do you think we're going to get a Haley
0: Seinfeld song for this series? Do you think she's going to sing about? at any point? I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I I'm a stan. And so if she does, I'm a bump it. I got a big old fat crush on her and I'm actually really impressed with the stuff she's put put out so far.
1: Oh no doubt, no doubt. I'm just hoping we we get a song.
0: Oh, okay. Then yeah, no one hundred percent hoping we get a song.
1: Yeah, like maybe her like up in a uh like up in a nest, like about to snipe someone all alone and you know, getting so over scary. some issue, yeah. In song. What if Overcoming she's getting the conflict over boys. of the show.
0: What if they show, like... She's good at shooting arrows, but can she avoid the arrow of Cupid's love? <laughs> <I> <laughs> make it like a high school serialized show? Exactly. I mean, she's gonna be in high school, or, I don't know how... Or Or, what if they go
1: the other direction and go full on whiplash and oh god
0: um, and that's what the song is about oh my god i think i like that one more because oh
1: i i think if there is any other actor other than miles teller that would work with the whiplash process it's Haley seinfeld
0: I actually agree with that 100%. I don't know how to convey to anyone else that doesn't feel that way. Yeah, I don't know why it makes sense, but it makes sense. But it makes total sense. No, yeah, that absolutely makes total sense. I'm going to increase our speed round here because we also didn't get a lot of info for She-Hulk. We learned that... Here we go. Tatiana Maslany is going to star as Jessica Walters aka She-Hulk. We got confirmation that Mark Ruffalo is going to show up. Um, Really, really interesting. The most interesting thing here is that we got Tim Roth is likely or is returning to the role of Abomination, who if you remember from the first Edward Norton Incredible Hulk, he turned himself into the Abomination at the end of that and he's been floating around here and there mentioned, but hasn't been seen since then. Um, So I guess that's the biggest news we got with that. That one's that's pretty exciting. I'm I'm a big Tim Roth guy, so I'm excited. That's dope. What you got? You got thoughts?
1: I I'm really excited for this. I'm another person who I will never not watch is Mark Ruffalo. So I'm excited to see him in the Hulk again, especially since it seems like the Hulk is kind of gonna fade out from Phase Four. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited nice. we get more of Mark Ruffalo Hulk.
0: I am too. I bet this is where we get, if we, this is probably one of the entry points for the Netflix characters. If we're going to get those, because Daredevil's a lawyer. Or Matt Murdock is a lawyer in those. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, because um, by the time this has will have come out, the exclusivity period for those characters will have ended, and so Disney can use them again. So that'll be dope. But, um, yeah, I'm really curious to see. I think we'll definitely get Kingpin, because she's a mob lawyer. That's how she gets shot and turns into the She-Hulk. But, all right, another speed round. Um, Moon Knight is... um, He's kind of functionally like this world's Batman. He's a little bit closer to, like, the Batman year one, though. Like, he doesn't have the money... Or the training, I don't think. But anyway, he is a vigilante who suffers from dissociative identity disorder. And so these multiple identities are distinct, different characters. And they will have, in the comics, they have like their own personalities, their own jobs in their own right. And then he also has the deity of, is it on here? No, it's not. Of the moon god living in his head as well. And so that's the Egyptian moon goddess. So that's where the like Egyptian iconography comes in and why he's called like Moon Knight. I'm really excited for. It. I don't know much about it, but I'll Yeah, I'm excited
1: dope. they got Mohammed Diab for it. Um he's an Egyptian director that has done a couple cool things about Ooh. Egyptian culture and like pressing issues in Egyptian society. So I hope we get a lot of the Egypt side of it, not knowing anything about where this is set um yeah
0: yeah dude there's uh i'll have to look it up and send it to you but there's this one moon Knight that i've seen moon Knight graphic novel i've seen pictures of that has the coolest art style and i really hope we get some of that in there but last up on speed round this is kind of a half and half speed round we knew about this one uh going back to last year when we learned about she hulk and moon Knight. but it's miss marvel this follows the story of kamala khan was a 16 year old Pakistani American growing up in Jersey City. Um, she's actually a newer hero. She was introduced, I want to say in like 2011 in the comics. If not then, then definitely since the 21st century. And she's already been portrayed in 2013. multiple. 2013? Yeah, so 2013, seven years, and she's already been portrayed in multiple comics. Um, cartoon shows, the video game now, as well as this coming series. Like She is one of the most crazy popular characters. I'm a huge fan. She's a uh, just like Captain America with a little bit more like spunk. You know, like young Captain America who is still bright eyed and bushy tailed. She's kind of got like that attitude and she's a huge Captain Marvel fan. That's where her name comes from. Um, Oh, I like that a lot. It's dope. In the comics and in the game, which even if you don't play it, I recommend you go through and watch the videos for it because they look good and it's a really good story. But in the game, she gets her powers from this uh, Terrigen Mist. I think that happens in the comics as well. So I'm curious, though, how she'll get her powers in, uh, in the show here. She could help usher in, like, the mutants by having her a mutant gene unlocked or something like that, and they could roll her in to be part of the X-Men. I think that would be a little bit disservice to her history as a character, but I don't know. Could be dope. Could be dope. So that... Yeah. Either I mean, way, these...
1: it's Marvel's first Muslim character.
0: Dude, no, that is true. And I'm... I'm just... I'm excited. It's She's a beautiful character. Her family's beautiful in every version of it, and we need more. But that Damn finishes man. our speed round... So, I mean, the rest of this as I look at it is kind of going to be a speed round anyway because we don't know a ton, but going to pick us up with uh, Wolves. So, yeah,
1: this is what happens if Tony Stark's tech falls into the wrong hands. Um, It is exciting because Don Cheadle is going to be in this as War Machine or James Rhodes. Um, So, this is going to be really cool. Um, This is another way I think uh, Marvel can go a little darker with, a series um mm-hmm. and give it a little more depth a little more of that adult age content so um this has been hashed out a little in marvel things that have came out so i'm excited to see what spin they put on it because if they don't put a spin on it i don't know what the ceiling of this is and i think it's significantly lower after like age of ultron has already happened
0: No, I agree. It also feels like a redo at like Iron Man 2 storyline.
1: Because
0: I think that was based on Armor Wars as well. And so I guess... I don't know. I mean, it'll be dope. I'm really excited for Don Cheadle. uh, Who was it? Terrence Howard was the first roadie. No disrespect, but I'm glad we're getting Don Cheadle back. I'm glad he's staying a part of the MCU post-Endgame. And... Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. I think we'll likely get to see Sam Rockwell again as uh, Justin Hammer from Iron Man Two. That was such a
1: great character. I'm glad I it only got alive, one so. movie. Um, I it it's a character I needed doses. So
0: no, I agree. Do, I do we, like this yeah, is this a is a series, so I only I want it. Too.
1: Yeah, kind of like a Bob Odenkirk in Breaking Bad type characters. What I would like out of that. Yeah. but yeah. Like like you said, I just can't... Every, every time something else happens that Don Cheadle gets to be in, I can't help thinking of all the... All the L's Terrence Howard is straying together.
0: Poor guy. I mean... Yeah. But anyway, next up, they also announced Secret Invasion, which is something that's been kind of hinted at uh, in the last few movies, Spider-Man specifically, but... This is going to be based on the comic crossover event series showcasing a faction of shape scrolls who have been infiltrating Earth for years. And not only are we going to be getting Samuel L. Jackson returning as Nick Fury, but also my boy Ben Mendelsohn coming yeah. back as Talos from Captain Marvel and from the end of um, Spider-Man Far From Home. Anything where we can get more Ben Mendelsohn and... Or more Samuel L. Jackson, let alone both together. I'm sold already. Um, The thing I'm most curious about with this one is that in the comics, the Skrulls are a, at least from the human perspective, an evil race through and through. Whereas they are homies with us for the most part in the MCU, it seems like. And so I'm curious if this is going to be about like a... Rogue scroll sect, or if something has happened between the scrolls and the humans, over the last twenty years since Captain Marvel, I don't know. I'm excited for it though. I think it'll be dope.
1: I just love that this is one of the one times we get to see Ben Mendelsohn being a good guy. Um, Dude, I know. It, oh. it, it, he's so happy. He can he can do it so well, which just isn't the same for so many bad guy actors. Nah, I agree,
0: and he's so entertaining too. Like, once he makes that turn in Captain Marvel, and just starts being funny,
1: mm-hmm. like uh, Christoph Waltz didn't do it too much in Alita. It it, which that role wasn't great for it, but I mm-hmm. I really can't think of another bad guy actor that's made the switch to a good guy as much as him. Yeah, mm. when he starts,
0: yeah.
1: yeah, he he is great I, in Captain Marvel.
0: Um dude, he is Yeah, so I'm excited for that one. Secret invasion. Um I kinda want see. this
1: to be like a buddy cop with Samuel L Ooh. and Ben together just like having to swap places and um Ben Mendelssohn being like, Uh oh, I don't want to. This is your week and then Samuel Fury like making up some excuse and like going and okay. Okay. do another Fury things. Okay. Like the vacation or whatever.
0: Ooh. No, I, I like that. I didn't th- dang, I hadn't thought about because I imagined it might be them on not opposing sides, but leading opposing, not opposing, but like parallel groups. But if they're together, that'd be dope as hell. Just buddy cop. Yeah, like play forward. off that
1: bit that's at that's the post credit scene of Captain Marvel. The the Ben Mendelssohn is Samuel L. Jackson. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like ass. them, like and teaching, be telling like some him about his about life that. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, oh,
0: yeah. I like that. I like that. Damn. Okay. So, what's next? We've got. Oh, okay. So I don't know a ton about this one, but I'm very excited. It's Ironheart. So this is about the. Uh, inventor Riri Williams, who creates the most advanced suit of armor since Tony Stark. So basically this young girl who's going to be played by Dominique Thorne named and the young girl's name in the show is Riri Riri Williams. And in the comics after Tony Stark dies or basically to pick up his legacy, she builds her own Iron Man suit. And I think this will be dope as hell. I, since they ran this line, back in like 2011, I've been wanting to see it in live action. So I think it'll be cool as hell.
1: So this is live action that, yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, it should be my, my understanding is that it is, um, I mean, either way, I think it'll be dope even if it is animated, but this one should be live action. Um, I don't really, again, I don't know much about the story other than, like, I think it's mostly unconnected from Iron Man outside of Tony Stark at one point becomes her suit AI. I know that, so. Oh. That could be cool. Downey Jr. reprising? And, I mean, that would be, like, the final version of the Iron Man role he always wanted. Because he started, like, super physical and then just slowly, like, got more... And more digital until it was like, yeah, he's in none of the suits, so then he doesn't have to do his stuff. So then yeah. he's just down to just a voice. But yeah. I mean do you have any other No, I am smaller thoughts?
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah.
0: Well then I am lastly, Groot. Lastly, we've got two Guardians of the Galaxy properties. First up is gonna be I am Groot. That is a, what is this? This is a series of shorts. Okay, so I don't know if that means, I was confused by this one. I know that was a really, mon- a really terrible way to intro it, but I was actually really confused by this one. So it's a series, but it's going to be like, I think, Pixar short length, I would assume, because it says series of shorts, right? I am group. Okay, well, <laughs> not much to say here. It's going to be a little baby group the seedling with several new and unusual characters. So, I mean, I really, I imagine, like, the vibes that you get from Pixar shorts. This might even be, um, like, what they play before Disney movies in theaters. Or That'd Disney be movies, fun. Marvel movies in theaters. Pixar movies, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think this is just Disney
1: um, rolling out their money printing machine and getting people to buy more group stuff and i am still totally here for it exactly
0: yeah this is just disney being disney they're like we got a, a cute small character so let's monetize that shit homie
1: yeah can't wait to see what they do with the porgs um from the last jedi next next um investors day but the other thing we have is the guardians Ooh. of the galaxy Har holiday special. It's a ragtag group of misfits that will be directed by James Gunn. So uh, they, they had me sold. That then I don't, I don't need to know anything else on this one. Yeah. I it. think we get the whole guardian cast back.
0: Yeah. I'm really, you know, I think this is the perfect Marvel property to do a holiday special with. And I think it also just fits the vibe perfectly of the property. Like, not only, I don't know, it's just, it'll be goofy, it'll be fun, it'll be a nice little stopgap. I think we're getting this technically before Guardians 3. And if that's the case, then it'll be a nice check in with the Guardians, who, I know we saw them in Endgame and Infinity War, but we haven't seen them since, what, like 2018, 2017 when Guardians 2 came out? Yeah, and they weren't really in
1: Endgame. They were, yeah, like yeah. they were more in Infinity War. They were War, I definitely guess. in Infinity War, but in Endgame they weren't really there all that much.
0: We got well, I guess that's true. We got the the scene at the end at least setting them up, so I do remember <laughs> that. But other than that, but yeah, not since
1: much. 2017, we haven't we haven't had them. Jeez,
0: yeah. So see, this will be nice. Whether it's before or after, we're getting more Guardians than we were before. So nice, fun. Yeah. I hope they poke fun at the Star Wars. uh... Holiday special and uh, everyone has a good time, you know, man.
1: Oh yeah, um, and we I'm I wonder how long this one is going to be. Is it going to be like thirty minutes, an hour? hour to me, 15? it's
0: it's got to be like forty to an hour twenty. It doesn't it doesn't strike me as anything because it's not worth it to be less than half an hour long just for the amount of work and money you're going to spend on it. I but agree. it's not going to be something that needs to be like movie length.
1: Right. Yeah, I think it's going to sit there in that nice, like, 75 minute range, which we all know Chris Pratt can do. We all know Dave Batista can do. Haven't really seen Bradley Cooper or um, Zoe Saldana in a TV show.
0: We will also suffer no Bradley Cooper slander on this podcast. No Pirates. Wasn't Bradley no Bradley Cooper, Cooper slander. No! But yeah, I, I love, love Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Um, but I was just saying have we, we seen
1: haven't seen him show? in a TV
0: show, really. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we have. I'm just uh, there was back the Limitless TV IMTV show, right but that wasn't him. I don't know. I'm excited for this. I'm excited for all of this. This, there's so fucking much. If you listen to us ramble about all of this, thank you. But I think it's time we f- fly south, Luke. Yep, uh, I'm gonna head south. All Wings right. Wings up. Wings up.